You are listening to the Jessica Blake Podcast. I'm your host, TJ Jeskowitz from RAGBRAI. And I'm Mark Wyatt from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. Well, this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it. There'll be tales from all over the country, all over the world, pretty much about cycling, but we're going to talk about the fun side of cycling. So you're going to hear stuff about RAGBRAI, different things in advocacy, you name it, whatever you want to talk about. That's what we're going to talk about on the Jiska Bike Podcast. So this is episode 46, and that's the number we are on RAGBRAI, believe it or not. So it's a good number to start, episode 46. So what's going on in your world, Mark? Uh, I'm working on volunteers volunteers i for what i need well so we got the iowa bike expo coming up on january 27th yeah and it's uh so we're we expanded i I think i've i've Mm -hmm. we've mentioned that on the show before so we're gonna have a demo track and we're gonna have a uh a detroit bikes giveaway and a whole bunch of other stuff going on and i need some people um we don't have the staff Mm -hmm. to be able to to handle that so I'm working on getting a lot of volunteers together, and uh, I think that's gonna that's gonna be a, a it's gonna be a challenge, but it's also gonna be the really cool part about it is is that we have a lot of people involved. Um, Very cool. You know, events like this help us do the other things that we do. So, you know, we can train more drivers ed students, we can educate more kids on our safe routes to school program, and we can work harder on our legislative stuff. Um, because volunteers help us out with events like this. Um, I know we use a lot of volunteers, but nowhere near what you use. Isn't, isn't that the secret sauce of RAGBRAI? Yeah, the town's really just, just people just come out of the woodwork when RAGBRAI's in town to help out. And, you know, we're not there, but, you know, maybe every five, ten years. So it's not like it's an every year occurrence. Mm-hmm. So we're able to go to that well quite a bit. But it sounds like, you know, I mean, obviously the expo is a annual event. What year, what year are we on on this expo? Boy, this is six or seven. I think seven wow. is this year. Yeah, wow. So so this has become an absolute staple on the bike calendar. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it really does kick off the, the calendar year, more or less. It's the week before the Super Bowl. Um, people coming, you know, literally from all over the world. But, you know, if people want to help out, I mean, can they help out just during the day at the expo? Or, or is it just at night at the route party? Where, where are you looking for volunteers? Yeah, we've got probably 20 or so volunteer opportunities. Some of it's just at the expo, and we've broken it into smaller shifts, so you only have to put in a couple hours or so if you want to do a couple Mm. shifts awesome we'd we'd be happy with that um but uh yeah we need everything from somebody to check in the volunteers uh to running the demo track uh to selling raffle tickets at the route announcement party um even even people to roam tables and tell them what they're missing out on on the silent auction we need people to do that sort Mm. of thing so so they don't need to be a bike expert by any means. They can just, um, you know, be an enthusiastic contributor by by showing up and helping out in some way. Yeah, we'll take uh, we'll take all kinds of people. So we're uh, we're reaching out to a lot of the corporate volunteer programs and Volunteer Iowa, which is a, a state commission on volunteers. Um, United Way in in Central Iowa, we're working with them. Uh, so there's uh, we're we're trying to uh, knock on as many doors as we can uh, to get people to help out. Very cool. Yeah. 
Well, could not do it without volunteers. So if you've got the time during the expo on January 27th or that night, the Ragberry Rat announcement party, also January 27th, you know, hey, get a hold of us. We'd love to have you a volunteer. It's a great cause. You'll really be helping us out. Yeah. So um, look, really looking forward to it. We're just a little over a month away, believe it or not. So we're down to what, somewhat about forty days until <laughs> till we throw that route out there. For, and, forty-four um, days. Not not that I got 40. a counter on my computer <laughs> or something, but forty-four days. <laughs> forty-four days. So the expo shaping up really good. How about um, you know some of the staples that are coming back, and maybe a, a new vendor or two that you're excited to, to see coming to the Iowa Bike Expo? Yeah, we got a lot of cool things going on. Um, you know, of course, we're going to have Rag Bray with a booth there. You know, some of the some of the places that you're used to seeing, like Flat Tire Lounge, um, Charles City Whitewater is going to be there. Um, Kyle's Bike World, Bar Bike, and Connecticut Yankee and mm-hmm. and uh, Bike Country all in there. Um, but we got some new folks there. I think that is is going to be fun. Triple A. Uh, it's going to be oh, in. They're going to be great. Uh, head cycling products. Uh, Andy, good. Andy uh, is coming down from Minnesota to to see what we're doing. Um, a bus, uh, a bus mobile security. I think that's an interesting new one. Um, SKS and SQ Lab. Uh, the SKS vendors. Those those folks out of Germany. Um, their U.S. divisions coming over to to hang with us for the day. So. Um, yeah, hmm. everybody from sounds exciting. Yeah, I, think. I mean, if, if we were in Germany, you know, I mean, that'd be, <laughs> but but we're in Iowa, which is kind of like Germany, yeah. I guess, or it can be that way because I bet you we have a few beer companies that seem to show up at our bike expos too. I, I don't understand the connotation that that ragbrain cycling and you know perhaps a, a, a beer or two might go together. Yeah, yeah, F- uh, fire trucker is going to be there. I think. Sure. Uh, think and I don't quote me on this but i think the folks at grand fondo cedar valley have single speed brewery to sample at their booth um mm-hmm. so there's um there's plenty of good opportunities to uh grab a beer and, and have a good time while you're there well those those breweries i mean they should come and you know there's a lot of people that are buying their beers and all of a sudden you get you know a company like that that decides hey we better have a cycling jersey and then they can talk to mm-hmm. a company like primal that would be there about doing a custom jersey or just talk to some of their uh, you know some of their patrons that, that come through or or maybe pick up an idea to do a ride from from their brewery so lots of great uh synergy that happens there's also some workshops, if I understand correctly, that are going on that week. What's going on with those uh, the Iowa Bike Summit? Yeah, this is kind of interesting. So we we do an education conference now for, I think, the 13th, 14th year or something like that. Um, but we bring in technical ex- experts from across the country to talk about bicycle facility design um, and in kind of all things bicycling. So we're bringing in... Uh, Dr. Jennifer Baldry from uh, People for Bikes, uh, sure, Doc B. otherwise known as Doc B. Uh, she's going to talk about some of their bike network analysis tools and uh, their big big jump projects and a lot of the other things that they're working on with uh, um, with People for Bikes. Um, and then we're also bringing in Casey Atkins from Tool uh, Tool Design. Um, she's going to talk mm-hmm. about uh, protected bike lanes. 
and uh, the Massachusetts Bike Guide that they just put together, which is a technical design manual, um, and then the Ashdo um, uh, Little Green Book updates, so Guide to Geometric Design of Bicycle Facilities. It sounds like tech talk, but this is important. This is things that the Iowa Bicycle Coalition uh, really geeks out on, and, and it's important to us uh, because these are the, the technical things that make bicycling happen. It just doesn't... Uh, you know, have people spray paint and suddenly you got a bike lane. These things really have to be worked out and make sure your transportation system works. So it's a lot of the fun work that we do, and, and it's exciting to have the summit continue and uh, make a make such a great impact on, the, on, on what our state's doing. Hey, that sounds great. Yeah. Well, cool. Lots of stuff going on. So all kind of jam-packed. I think we also have a, a draft again mm-hmm. on that Thursday. And I know AP from our office, Andrea Parrott, who's pretty much runs Parrot Talk, and Kathy Murphy, I think they've really headed up those draft parties for people for bikes for, what is this, about the fifth one that we've done in Iowa? This will be draft five, and, and we're looking forward to it. I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be another good one in Des Moines. We're still trying to find a, a venue uh, once we get that nailed down, we'll be making that announcement hopefully early next week. And then, uh, so Thursday, you can mark your date for Thursday. What is that? January 25th. That'll be draft. Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. That'll be draft. Pretty and, cool. And that'll be good. Yeah. So has Iowa hosted more draft parties than, than anyone else in the country? Um, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess we're up there. We're probably up there. Colorado's been doing a bunch of them. Um, Minnesota's been getting into the game here lately, but uh, yeah, we're we're excited about draft, and I, yeah, it's a good opportunity. We've had some big crowds, and the Des Moines one last year was bigger than the Los Angeles one. Uh, so <laughs> there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people turning their attention towards Iowa because it's got some really cool things going on. Very cool. Yeah. No, sounds sounds like a lot of fun. So lots going on so after you you know open up christmas presents and after you ring in the new year uh kind of get back to you know kind of a stable lifestyle then we're going to hit you with that that iowa bike summit the iowa bike expo the rag ride rat announcement party the draft party whole bunch of bike stuff going on from from thursday the 25th uh all the way into the 27th with the rat announcement party so then you'll know where you're going to spend your summer of 2018 <laughs> i think that's the key we're all focusing towards summer and we want to get out there and just go bike right yeah, absolutely well it's kind of the purpose of of this podcast we talk about fun stuff on the bike and and give you a little insight of what's coming up on the calendar so so you know stay tuned i'm sure we're going to update it a little bit more as we get closer but we're 44 days out from that from from our summer of fun and uh, I know this podcast, we've got some really neat interviews coming up. We've got Murph talk to our friends, you know, Dana and Steve, mm-hmm. the four cheese. And um, I think they I think they had a little love connection on, on a bike on, on our bike ride called Rag Rise. So um, I don't know if you've heard this story. A little summer loving happened so fast. Nice. And, um, I, I think Murph kind of, you know, relives some of that, you know, starstruck melodies that were that were played out over over a, I think a Ragbri vendor line. So, mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't heard the story of the Four Cheese, then it's coming up on the Jisco Bike Podcast. Hello, Jisco Bike Podcast listeners. This is Kathy Murphy, aka Murph, and with me today are the Four Cheese, Dana and Steve. 
Hi, guys, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Hello. Well, Dana and Steve met by chance during a little bike ride we talk about all the time on this podcast, Ragbri. Hopefully, all you listeners out there who have been listening to the Just Go Bike podcast know what Ragbri is because it's a big part of all of our lives. Anyway, let's find out more about Dana and Steve's story. And before you guys tell your story, it's super interesting, but a couple weeks ago, I interviewed a couple people for the podcast, and their names were Dana and Steve, and they met on Ragbri, and they married on Ragbri a year later. That's nice. awesome. I know. Pretty cool. Um, they met in one of the vendor lines, like literally met while they're waiting, and somehow sparked the romance and a year later they got married in the same line it was pretty cool i wasn't there but the story was pretty neat anyway let's find out more about your story um when did you guys uh get into bicycling um i grew up um near the cedar valley trail Mm -hmm. so my grandmother and grandfather's farm was about seven miles from town so i would always go um in the summers every day to their farm and back and Mm -hmm. they had kittens and they always had um fresh cookies so that oh, got nice. me there yeah. nice and that's kind of a long bike ride it was but back then you didn't even yeah, think didn't anything even think, of it yeah thought nothing of it yeah how about you steve uh well typical small town iowa your only mode of transportation is your bicycle really yeah. is so um and race around storm lake with uh jeff Pearl from jeff's bike and oh, ski yeah. and then um my first 10 speed i was I think was when i was 11 and then i did my first rag bri when i was 13 oh I nice rag bri 18 with my dad he was always a rag bri rider and so, uh, from there i was pretty much hooked on two wheels definitely and a quick shout out to jeff because i bought a bike from him years and years ago i think it was my first uh, road bike excellent so, yeah shout out to jeff uh so how did you guys meet it was uh rag bri 38 we met at the copacabana in Britt, iowa i want to so, sing the song yeah <laughs> i won't but i want to we did not sing the song that day <laughs> there was lots of bad hair hair band music going but yeah we just uh ran into each other um it's kind of late in the day actually um i was with some uh, buddies of mine from team cobra shout out to team cobra <laughs> and um uh, dana and one of her friends came into the bar and actually a guy in Team Cobra worked with Dana's friend, so that's how they kind of ended up in the oh, bar. Okay. Um, and then we didn't see each other the rest of the week. Ran into each other the next fall at an Iowa tailgate, and come to find out that we had friends in common at the at the University of Iowa when we were both there at the same time. Ah, wait, did you know each other then? Did nope. not. No. no, I bet your paths crossed. I'm sure many probably. times. Yeah. And then uh, we ran into each other a third time in Atlantic the next year on Ragbri 39. Oh, nice. At the Elks Lodge. And I approached her and her friends and and jokingly said, hey, uh, our friend in common, he told me to keep an eye on you uh, this week. So, And then lo and behold, her and uh, her friends were going to ride the next day with Team Cobra. So they showed up at our bus the next day and and uh, kind of went from there. You got to uh, ride into history, so to yeah. speak. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was lame. Sorry. <laughs> I liked it. So you met on Ragbri, and then a year later, kind of re-met. Mm-hmm. So had you stayed in touch during that time? Not at all. No. Wow. No. When we That's when we crazy. ran into each other at the Iowa um, tailgate, uh, she seemed to have no idea who I was from the previous. <laughs> She, she, didn't she, was, she was faking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> she wanted to see yeah. how you'd react. Uh, 
Well, I'm assuming you've been on plenty of biking adventures since that meeting. Oh, and you're now married. Yes, yes. Right. we are. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Very awesome. What kind of biking adventures have you two been on? Um, well, obviously Ragbri, you know, yeah. um, bagging out to Ragbri is kind of a, you know, one of our big adventures every year. And um, explain to listeners what bagging out means. Well, we leave from a, a point east of the start of Ragbri and, and ride to the beginning and then, you know, ride back across. So, um, typically it's, has been from Des Moines. So we get ourselves to Des Moines and then ride out to the start from there. And when you say ride out, you're literally on your bike mm-hmm. riding from Des Moines to the start of Ragbri, and then you do Ragbri. Correct. Yeah. Yep. With yeah. Our bags full of our, our equipment to sleep in and, um, for clothes for the week. Yep. Excellent. So everything's on the bike. Everything. I've done that a couple of times and it's actually kind of liberating it's because so you can just go until you don't want to go for the day. You can stop. I use a tent. I know you guys use hammocks. Yep. So you can just find a couple trees and yeah. set up shop. Yeah. That first year we started using hammocks, we thought we could fit both of us into one of the uh, double wides. And <laughs> that did not work out. We did not get much sleep that year at all. I can't imagine because in a hammock you are... You're in a little yeah. cocoon. You don't get to move. So no. one of you moves, you both move. Right? Yep. Yeah. We upgraded to two hammocks the next year. <laughs> Very smart idea. Yeah. But outside of that, Peddler's Jamboree. That was an adventure we did. Okay. Um, and what's Peddler's and, Jamboree? Oh, uh, well, I guess it's been in different parts of Iowa, but they combine, uh, you know, biking and bands together. Originated in Missouri. We've never done the one in Missouri, but would like to. Uh, another fun ride we did was over on the Great River uh, Trail in Illinois start on just in Port Byron, just on the other side of LeClaire and ride that up to Savannah. Really uh, neat ride with cool views of the Mississippi River. There's actually some sand dunes that you come across along the oh. way. It's a really bizarre topography um, there along the the, uh, the Mississippi River. You even see cactuses. It's kind of a bizarre. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah it's it really weird. weird. Did you say this is in Illinois? This is in yeah. Illinois. Yeah, yeah, I might have yeah. to Google that. Yeah. yeah. Sounds interesting. So, but... Well, describe your riding style. You kind of started to talk about that you do a lot of bagging and that you're self-contained, but can you elaborate on what that means? Like, what kind of bike do you have, or how does that all work? Um, Well, the first year we started bagging out, I was using my road bike because I wasn't ready quite to upgrade to my um, uh, bagging, yeah, touring bike. And we put a big rack on the back of my... um, my road bike and just stuffed it with two panniers and it was so back heavy that anytime I got off of it it would just rear right back (laughs) up it was a disaster but um then the next year we we got some um touring bikes that were (laughs) then you could put some stuff on the front too and balance it out a little better yeah I, I remember my first year bagging out um the guy that I was with we were the did the same thing we mm-hmm. just had our road bikes and we had racks that we thought could support weight well they could not so there was a time and we were it was in the dark we were on a trail and his back rack just like sank oh, right no. into his tire but you know we didn't really know it yeah so he's pedaling and pedaling and <laughs> shaving off pieces oh. of his tire as we so it's go. really hard all of a sudden is, yeah <laughs> so that that didn't end well no yeah now no. just like you i have a steel bike and a touring bike and i'm able to put lots and lots of weight on it yeah um and you you gave me a tip one year where you said you know pack all your stuff that you want to take on ragbri and then get rid of like 20 percent of yep. it and that's such a smart move because 50 percent yeah <laughs> yeah i did that this year because there are quite a few hills on those last couple of days of ragbri and i'm like yeah. do i really need a new outfit every single day nope. that's why they call them dirty baggers 
<laughs> we don't change much. <laughs> well, I always wash my clothes. <laughs> like you. Yeah. So, Dana, I've been on a couple bike rides with you, mm-hmm. and one of your uh, panniers is chock full of something that you just don't see on other people's bikes. <laughs> Do you want to maybe tell the listeners about that? Well, um, so a friend and I, when we first started Rag Bride Pie back in 2000. 10 when we started riding together we started taking things with us like costumes or sunglasses or mustaches always we always had them with us <laughs> so that kind of developed into um the the full face masks that they started selling maybe seven years ago or so and we just started getting one every year and pretty soon our both of our bags were just completely filled with costumes so we would go into a bar and you know if it was kind of boring we'd have some people put on masks and it just made people smile and have a little bit more fun so we always like having those on us <laughs> and the t-rex was a big hit yeah that's like a full body yeah. costume with it is. i don't know how it works but inflatable yeah yeah I know there was a day on Ragbri, I was riding by myself, and I was coming up to the top of a hill, and I see three people with, I think, a raccoon mask, mm-hmm. maybe a squirrel mask, and I don't remember the other one, plus somebody in a full T-Rex outfit. Yep. And most people were like, oh my God, this was so awesome, because you're coming up this hill, you're, yeah. you know, you're suffering a little bit. Yeah. And then I was lucky enough to be like, oh my God, I know those guys. <laughs> That was a fun day. So then I joined in on the fun, and I had a mask on, and we were cheering on people coming up the hill. It's nice to be incognito, too. Nobody really knows who that could be. (laughs) Right. That's definitely true. (laughs) Definitely true. Um, Yeah, and it's so interesting because that does add weight. That adds... Yeah. But... You have to be very... We we think about which ones we're going to take with us. Sure. (laughs) But it adds so much entertainment to your your biking, so that's pretty awesome. So... Um, well, you've talked about a few rides that you've done, but is there one must-see place in Iowa that you guys have ridden your bike? Well, there's so many great places to ride in Iowa. And me being from the northwest part of Iowa, it's super flat and boring. Um, so now living in the eastern part of Iowa, uh, you know, the, with the more rolling hills and uh, it's just uh, there's lots of beautiful roads. One of my favorite is from Cedar Rapids over to Mount Vernon on I think it's Highway Seven. Mm-hmm. The um, scenic byway that's you know Grant Grant Wooden's um, you know area or where he got a lot of his inspiration. So that's probably one of my favorite rides in this part of the state. I love the Mount Vernon ride too, mm-hmm. and it, there's some pretty good rolling hills to yeah. get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what a view when you come over, like you said about Grant Wood, like you come over that last hill and you can see uh, the college in Mount Vernon. Mm-hmm. It's really really neat. So yeah. Do you have a, a special ride? or I, Actually, that's oh. that's probably the same as Steve's. I love that ride, and you and I always do that at least once a year. Yeah. And I absolutely love riding on highways over trails anyhow. So mm-hmm. that is definitely one of my favorite rides. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, the Des Moines Trestle Trail is always fun, too. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about that a lot on this podcast. Everyone yeah. loves going there. But, gosh, it's so scenic. It's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. The towns that are on the trail are so nice, too. They, they're very bike-friendly. So yeah, definitely. Um, so a question I ask everybody on this podcast, favorite pie? Rhubarb, hands down. Hands down? Hands down. And the more sour it is, the better. Really? Oh, yeah. Huh. Do you make your own rhubarb or do you? No. Oh, no, I only have it on Ragby. It's actually really hard to find. It's always usually the one that um, people buy right away. Oh, yeah. But when I find it, I'm really happy. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Steve? Um, that would be pork chop. <laughs> I don't eat pie. <laughs> I want protein. I want my pork chop every day. (laughs) 
and every and I'm sure everyone's aware, but there is a pork chop stand yep. on Ragbri yep. every day. Yeah. Mr. Pork Chop. Mr. Pork Chop, yeah, which now his son runs mm-hmm. and it is quite a scene. Uh, same thing, you come up over a hill and you see that pink bus and you can smell the they use corn cobs or something to oh, for his fuel. S- smoke out the oh, I didn't know that. pork chop. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can see that smoke and you're like and they now have a great drink stand attached to it now, yeah. too. So. A slushy stand and mm-hmm. the beer bus is there. It's it's getting to be quite a deal. It's a good so, step. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. Yeah. I hope you uh, enjoyed your time. Yeah, thank you. Thank fun. you, Kathy. You bet. Well, listeners, I leave you with a quote from the unwritten book of Murphology. This quote comes from Hexforth Law. There is no time like the present for postponing what you don't want to do. Think about it. We've come to the end of another edition of the Jesco Bike Podcast. Episode 46 is now just a memory. Thanks for tuning in each and every week as we have a lot of fun doing these podcasts. And who are these podcasts made possible by, Mark? You know, we got three great sponsors that really step behind this this show. Uh, Think Iowa City and its curious surrounding communities. Uh, Jingle Cross, Grand Gable, all kinds of big things coming up. I think they got a marathon coming up this year. Uh, Bikes to You, one of the best bike shops and a rag bright charter out of Cornell, Iowa. And then Primal, our good friends that uh, make custom bike jerseys, shorts, and all kinds of accessories. So if you're looking for bike clothes for next summer, look no further than Primal Wear. Great. All good sponsors. Thank you. Um, since day one, they've been involved with the Jisco Bike Podcast. So, um, again, um, you know, subscribe to this podcast. We'd love we'd love to make sure that you're getting it through your your iTunes or your Stitcher, or your SoundCloud, Google Play each and every week. So, if you get an idea for a show or just a suggestion. Hey, hit us up. You know, shoot us a note on you know Instagram facebook uh twitter whatever whatever your cup of tea you can call us stop by hey go for a ride with us whatever uh we'd love to hear from you so uh or if you happen to see us at the expo i'm sure we'll be recording at the expo as well so don't be afraid to speak up if there's something that we're not reaching out and talking about let us know about it Okay, so we've wrapped up episode 46. We're, we're kind of in the home stretch down, down at the end of the year here. I mean, we're about to turn the calendar into, into 2018. Um, and I would hope, I would hope I'll leave you with this. If you're hoping for that new bicycle, make sure you put it on Santa's list because, you know, good old Jolly St. Nick doesn't understand that you need that new bike and you've earned that new bike. And so if you don't put it on that Christmas list, Santa's not going to come ho, ho, ho down the chimney with your new bike. So, hey, let's just get out there and bike. If it's the old bike, if it's a new bike, if it's a fat bike, whatever, if it's a tricycle, who cares? Let's just get out and bike. Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. 
The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer.